I am your host, Danny T, and I have Yoda, who is back on the Collateral Banter. We're recording this, I should say, on October 24th. Today is October 24th we're recording this. Mm-hmm. We are just about uh, nine days away, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, from the election, 2020. What do you think is going on? Uh, you know, it seems pretty obvious that Biden Biden is in a, in a pretty good position. You mean you know, by the polls? You know, I, I look at the polls every day, and I don't look at one or two. I mean, I you know, I look at the aggregators and all of that. Five, what is it? Five thirty-eight. Yep. Uh, real clear politics, and then I look at the individual polls that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, on a national level, there, there's clear. You know, it's clearly Biden's to lose. I don't think you know, barring him. Uh, having a tragic accident, I don't. I don't think he's going to lose that. The, the the question is on the state levels, uh, how, you know, how close those margins are. Because if and in most of them, and uh, polling outside of the margin of error, yeah. so there's a pad there. Yeah. And conceivably, and people are talking about it, it could be a landslide. Now, yeah. You that, think that? Yeah. You think I, that's a possibility? Well, yeah. I think I do think it's a possibility simply because he's been polling outside those margins of error nationally for nine months consistently he's had the largest lead of any candidate running against an incumbent president in history now the guy you know you could say that there there is this there are those and i'm one of them that get nervous about making those declarations or even hearing those things said because of the jinx of uh, 2016 Uh, I think we're in a different place. And even Frank Lutz, we were talking about this earlier, even Frank Lutz, a Republican pollster, said that if Trump manages a surprise upset, then basically, you know, polling as we know it is going to disappear because it won't have any credibility. Uh, But I think they compensated because what happened in 2016 was that there was a severe undersampling of those people uh, who didn't want to talk about who they wanted to vote for president because it wasn't cool to do that because right. it was uh, frowned upon. They've made uh, a big effort to correct that and to make sure that they tap into the white working class vote in a much more significant way. Yeah. Um, you know, with that said, there could be other factors at play right. that that we're not tracking. But in terms of the notion that there's some magic hidden vote, yeah. listen, there is a hair's breadth between the two candidates, and that hair is the undecided voter, yeah. and those undecided voters are few and far between. It's a, it's like the conflict between my brain and my heart. Like my 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 heart, I guess, wants to say you're right, and uh, sure, I sure. think you're absolutely right. Yeah. But my brain is also so terrified of what happened in 2016. And here's my concern: if there isn't a blue wave, if it's actually tight as it could be, mm-hmm. like let's say Biden wins. But he only accumulates 280 electoral college votes, meaning if Donald Trump can just steal one, maybe two states, even it's small true. states. Yeah, it's right. True. He can flip it around and he can win it. And then they're saying like, you know, and this is some of the conspiracy theories on the left that like the I think it's the 11th Amendment or 12th Amendment. I should look that up before I edit this. But uh, <laughs> one of those amendments allows for a state uh, assembly, the state legislatures, to go in and say, you know what, we can't validate the votes in this state, so we will choose the electors that actually elect the president of the United States on December fourteenth. Mm-hmm. That's that's what really happens. So just so people know abroad, the United States, we vote for electors that on December fourteenth cast their ballots 
for president officially. Mm-hmm. And whoever has the 270 at that point wins. But a lot of states are all, all also passing uh, you know, laws that say that if you're an elector, you have to vote for who is selected by the yeah. people. I worry, though, that like if, they, if the state legislatures begin to say, like, hey— you know, we couldn't make sense of it. There was a lot of fraud, and uh, some of these votes were fake, and blah de blah blah. I hope that I, I just, see, I can't. That this is the political crisis. I, I don't want to have. Well, the the calculations about who's going to win and who's going to lose are based on all on known knowns. Yeah, and the known knowns are who is clearly going to be going for Trump, and who who which states are which states are clearly going for Trump, and which states are clearly going for Biden. Yeah, the unknowns are a few of the battleground states which are looking which look good for Biden which they look good historically they they could they could go either well some of them could go either way and some of them like Michigan were clearly uh you know blue states yeah and which he won and and Trump well Trump won them by margins of like 50,000 votes in 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 certain counties in in Michigan which was unheard of and in Pennsylvania I mean listen if if the polls are wrong by nine points let's say let's say the margin of error is 3.5 there's still a two-point cushion right now that can change every day. Right. Uh, I, I personally, it's, you know, the, it, what comes to mind is James Carville. I, said, yeah. I, I watch James Carville a lot, the, yeah. uh, the guy who is the political consultant, and he worked for the Clinton campaign and helped engineer the comeback kid and all of that. Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, James Carville is coming on night after night, and Brian Williams loves him. <laughs> and he, and Brian Williams says, uh, you know, so James, so what do you think about this whole thing? And he goes, well, I think Democrats need to get over it. They need to stop running scared and recognize that they're going to whoop his ass. You know, and I, I kind of think he's right. Yeah. We're just afraid because we got, we've had two elections in the last 20 yeah. years that, uh, that have gone to the minority candidate right. in terms of the vote getting. Which, you know, I understand why people don't want the Electoral College. But, you know, unless there's a constitutional amendment to get rid of it, I just don't see this ever happening. It's like me telling you, like, hey, I want a brand new constitution. Yeah, I'd love a brand new constitution, yeah, yeah, but that's, it's never going to happen. No, well, I don't know if it's not going to happen, but it ain't going to happen right now. But the thing yeah. is, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that hate affirmative hated affirmative action because sure. it was unfair. Well, the Electoral College is affirmative action for racist white guys. It should be thrown in the fucking dump. It essentially was established to to help agricultural... Uh, Rural states. White, yeah. essentially Rural. white plantation owners. That's right. where you come with the three... Well, so was the Senate. That's and where, I mean, but that's where you come up with the notion that a black man is three-fifths of a human being. Yeah, they needed to count them they as people. They needed to count them, and yes. that one that one plantation owner had all of those votes. Right. Uh, and they were trying to, and it was basically an effort to uh, distribute the, the power of various interests and in plantation owners because they lived in low population areas. My solution, my pushback to that is let's dilute the power of the Electoral College by demanding that you know enough states say, hey, whoever wins the popular vote that's who will get the delegates of our states like you were saying like to me that that begins to dilute that the senate as well you know the, the senate you know there's a north dakota and there's a south dakota make, make. they get four they get four senators but the, the the brilliance of this is to contain majoritarian rule mm-hmm. we can we can criticize it and say look look at all these rural states and all these kind of rural interests and historically you're right they are that I I have to sort of defend it a little bit and to say, like, it's good that there are breaks on majoritarian rule. You know, we we had the confederations 
of America. We had majoritarian rule before the U.S. federal constitution 1791 was passed. And it can get dangerous. But what that says is that somebody out in Wyoming, their vote counts more than mine does. In the Senate. But look who get look in the House. They don't get represented in the House. So then in the we, House so of Representatives, Wyoming gets one vote. One. California gets fifty-six. I mean, I gotta defend that democracy is about these crazy coalitions, you know, like that. Oh uh, yeah, I, it, would be, I, it would be great if it was about coalitions, but now it's about con- yeah. divide and conquer. And so that's a bigger issue. I, you're right. You're right. Now it's about killing. Right. It's now the enemy. Now the, de- the the Republican Party and Republican voters now see the Democrats as worse than Putin. And when they make that statement, they're really saying, "Yeah, Putin wants to kick our ass, and Putin hates us. Democrats are worse." They say, "I rather vote for Putin than the Democrats." Well, that that's part of this extreme polarization of the American electorate and American voters. A a terrible comment that on a certain segment of the population today that, uh, you know, those folks who probably would, to a large degree, admire and respect and even agree with John McCain, who said when he looked in Putin's eyes, he saw KGB. You know, after after I Bush, didn't know he said that after after <laughs> Bush Bush when he was running against yeah. Bush that and, I knew. Bu- and Bush said I looked into Putin's eyes and I saw a friend and uh, yeah. McCain said I looked into Putin's eyes and I saw a KGB and McCain was right and I mean was, is McCain is right I know McCain supports all of these sort of foreign adventures but you know what there are a lot of people in this world America isn't the America isn't the earth mm-hmm. America has to live with other countries mm-hmm. and other countries don't like you for a whole bunch of different reasons. You know, not all the reasons are the same, Mm -hmm. but they just don't like you. They just don't like America. They don't like America being on top. A lot of it is because America is the largest economy and it has had influence now for the last 60, 70 years on the earth, right? It's like 80 years of American global liberal order. They want to see chaos in it. Mm -hmm. And they think now they're in the ascendancy. They think now they're uh, on front. And here I'm talking about they as the authoritarian sort of groups the dictatorships, the social conservatism, the populist rages. They want to come in and attack American democracy. And they know if they hit American democracy, all the other pieces, they'll fucking fall eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they see it. So they want to go fuck with, you know, if the United States wasn't around, they'll fuck with Germany next. That's the next one. Because mm-hmm. you knock out the United States and Germany and it's fucking game over. Who else is going to stand up for liberal democracy or whatsoever? You know, there there won't be any defenders of it. You know, other India, look at it, Brazil. I talk about this in my podcast all the time. Hungary and Poland. Have you seen the news in Poland recently? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're now basically saying if you want the right to to have an abortion, it has to be either the baby's going to kill you or, you know, the baby is so malformed. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the right isn't done with that. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, it is you can't mm-hmm. rape or the other one is rape. I'm sure. Right. So it's like if you weren't raped or the baby, the fetus isn't going to kill you, you're going to have that baby, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like we're going backwards, mm-hmm. you know. But that's the, this conservative revolution, this sort of social conservative revolution that they're implementing, not just in Poland. Poland's one example. You know, Hungary is the other one. And, you know, Brazil's on its own path. But, you know, India and Brazil, maybe we'll configure it out. I don't know. Um, but, uh it's, it's well, these guys, so. these guys, these guys who are saying that uh, they pr- prefer Putin to Democrats. I yeah. mean, I, I'll go back to an old slogan from the 60s. Do lo- it. Love it or leave it. Because if you love Putin, you don't like America. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, man. The guy's the guy's a brutal dictator. Yeah. And he. he what said, did he do in Chechnya? Huh? Go, ask yeah, them what well, they do yeah, in Chechnya. Yeah, they just. 
You know, I will say this in criticism of the left, which I'm not afraid to ever talk about it on this show. But, uh, you know, we talk about what the United States has done. The United States was brutal, too, in the Civil War. You know, how many governments did we coup and do all of this stuff? But let's not forget that America did a lot of those because it feared that the Soviet Union was influencing this country. And sometimes they made it up. Sometimes the United States thought there was a Soviet agent underneath it all and they were going to seize power. So they threw the military and that military killed a lot of people once they were in power. But let's not forget, Soviet Union post-collapse, like you talked about, they fucking destroyed Chechnya. I mean, they bombed they, what, at least two wars. Putin started one and Yeltsin did one, right? Mm -hmm. In the 80s, when it was the Soviet Union, they invaded Afghanistan for eight years. Mm -hmm. You know, They deposed one communist government. They put in their puppet. That guy was even more incompetent than the first guy. You know, should have kept the first guy in there. It was better, but they couldn't control him like a string puppet. Mm -hmm. You know, So there were, there were coups and there were some invasions. And, they, you know, and, and so, look, um, I'm not defending, I'm not saying they're equal and I'm not even defending it, but you know, in the cold war, it was us or Soviet. And we had two spheres in today's world in chaos, you know, there's liberal democracy. There's some populist, social conservative, populist authoritarians, which is what I put Trump in, you know, cause I think he does have an ideology. Mm -hmm. I think he does have that. People say he doesn't have an ideology. I say he does. I say he just, he just hides it really well. To say to play a buffoon, like he wants free markets on the economy, whatever, and he'll put a marketing spin of "I'm bringing back the jobs for the workers of America, labor unions." Yeah, fuck him. Behind the scenes, he's fucking jerking off on them. All right, on social issues, who's his base? Who does he play to? He can plays to the extreme wing of the right wing, who finally feel like we've taken down that can liberal state. Talked about affirmative action. That's their, well, that's one of their long term goals. They will get that. So yeah, they, well, they're going to get abortion rights. They're, they're going to get abortion rights. They're going to get all these things. And then they're going to knock out affirmative action. And now it's 6-3. Yeah, well, the Supreme it, Court of the United States, so people know, used to be 5-4 advantage conservatives. Had Hillary won, won it'd be 5-4 liberals, mm -hmm. just so people know. Mm -hmm. It'd be 5-4 liberals with Republicans begging Hillary to nominate a, a roughly moderate liberal or something, which she would have done eventually. And it would have been 5-4 the liberal court. What could we have stricken down? You know, th this is for all those who don't want to vote with, you know, nine days to go. Those who don't remember that. Remember that just four years ago, the entire four years we've just experienced could have been very different had Hillary won. And yeah, people, she's like, oh, she would have been a warmonger. She would have been all of this. The left will make up any idea they want. And by the way, some of those ideas are created by, this is the brilliance of those Russian GRU, you know, farms on the internet, because they'll create fake groups mm -hmm. and try to then disseminate and pump out all that information on social media to disinform and, cre and create the actual polarization that people feel on Facebook and on Twitter, because people believe that reality shit but, more but, than they do reality. But, oh, we, but we have a secret weapon. What's that? Borat. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did you see the scenes? Oh, man, that movie's going to do well. They've done great marketing for it. He does the mark. That, that movie's going to, I think, do really well um, just, in the uh, movies. Although I can't watch it. I don't have Amazon Prime. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't, so. I'm not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it? Not Amazon Prime. Prime, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got to go watch it on something else. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. But yeah, but Jody, any final thoughts about the election here? We wrap up. No, I'm, your I'm, final? Just, I'm just going to be glad when we never hear this guy's name spoken on a news channel again, except in a court of law. There you go. Where do you think he's going to be sentenced? In America? 
the I Hague? Don't, I don't know, but I think there's I think there's a lot to come out. And I mean, Biden said oh. Biden said uh, he 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 wasn't really interested in pursuing him, but he wouldn't stop others from going after him. I think yeah. I think the state of New York has got some plans for him. Oh yeah, uh, I think. And you know what he's going to do about that, I, right? He's going to accuse Biden of running the judiciary that's against okay, him. That's okay. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I just want to get this guy off of uh, you know off the cycle. chatterbox. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Deutsche Bank, all of those things, yeah. uh, all those things are going to come out. I mean, there's a lot of evidence that he was laundering Russian money since the early 2000s. Although his tax returns came out, and that didn't really show that he had Russian money connected. Well, his tax returns aren't out. Well, they, you know, they, 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 they're they're not putting on there that we're laundering money. You know what I mean? I mean, that stuff is usually hidden. And the Mueller report did hint at that, that like, just because they're not coming out and saying that, you know, he isn't connected to some Russian financial dealings, that doesn't mean it, it doesn't possibly I mean, listen, his exist. Bank, his, his you go, need evidence. His go-to bank was Deutsche Bank, and Deutsche Bank has a pretty solid history of laundering money. Yeah, and but is he connected to that laundry? Yeah, because he was he was selling real estate to, to oligarchs. And he did tell M- Michael Cohen that when a Russian came over and bought the, the home for above market value, above what he asked for, told Michael Cohen, did you know this? He told Michael Cohen that he believed that the person actually buying the house, the home in Florida that he was selling, was actually Vladimir Putin. So because I guess he made a request, I don't know how much it well, was, maybe, like $14 million. The Russian was like, I'll give you 20. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably the, what, what Putin has on him. That's probably why he's so cowed by yeah. Putin. And 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 uh, listen, Don, do you th- the Donald do you think that's knows. Why, do you think that's knows. why he said he wants to live abroad? Well, I think he wants to live abroad because he doesn't want to go to jail. That's why he's so hell bent on winning. Even though the guy, I don't even think the guy wanted the job to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine him moving to Russia? He's hanging out there with Edward Snowden. I. I, listen, I don't even want to comment because I, I just I'll say bad things. <laughs> oh, come on. He's going to go live abroad. You know who else? Can I tell you that this is a true story? You know who? Uh, another former leader of a Western country, Germany specifically, mm-hmm. actually after be- being prime minister, left the country and went to live in Russia. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of the political elites in Germany, they were like, mm-hmm. and he actually is on the executive board of, of, of uh, UCOS, mm-hmm. one of the oil conglomerates there in russia mm-hmm. his name is gerhard schroeder mm-hmm. he was a social democrat a center-left candidate and he fucking left germany to run this company and uh, putin fucking loves him i'll tell you that that guy the safest person in russia is probably gerhard schroeder well one thing one thing i would imagine would happen is if the donnie went by went to russia to hide he better get his money he better be getting his money out right now because they're going to shut that down and cut him off the gonna, financial sectors yeah. in the financial world, yeah, they could easily. Yeah. Well, you, he you, wouldn't get his money. He wouldn't get. Yeah, you think they're putting sanctions on oligarchs? Imagine yeah. what they're going to do to can, him. Can they sanction Trump? <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine that? It's possible, huh? Why not? Can you imagine? I, I, can you imagine former president? And by the way, if he does go live over there, will they be able to block his access to national security? You know, because he, as president, you have a right to see classified information. When, highly classified information. What do you think uh, the next president or the n- after him, whenever yeah. and whoever that may be, is going to say, yeah, let's give Donnie the, the deepest intelligence we've got <laughs> so that he can pass it on to Vladimir? Yeah. So here's my, here's my theory on that. 
I think the intelligence agencies will create a fake intelligence and give it to him if they suspect. And then they will monitor Vladimir Putin to see if he does anything with this fake intelligence. I think their goal is to start feeding fake information and see, like, will this get back to Russia and Vladimir Putin and his cohorts? And if they react on it, because then they know. Wait a minute. We gave him and only him fake information, and he and somehow Russia moved some pieces around the board in anticipation of this fake information. It's a fake out. My, I, my, I could see them doing that. My guess is somebody already knows the answers to what Vladimir's got on Donnie, and and for whatever reason, did maybe, you s- maybe it's theoretical discretion because you don't want to have your head taken did off. Did you see the CIA uh, commentary that like all the big bosses of like the Central Intelligence Agency had a meeting with Donald Trump? And as they're sitting down, you saw this, right? No. No? He, he goes, do you guys want a milkshake? You guys want a milkshake? So they make some really great milkshakes. And apparently this is like classic uh, story in the Central Intelligence Agencies. It's like, can you imagine 10 guys in a room giving the president like this really important information? And all Donald Trump could think about is offering people milkshakes. That's just where he is, man. That's where he is, you know? Instead of sitting down and being like, oh, okay, you're giving me all this information so I can make informed decisions. He's like, fucking malt milkshakes. Listen, uh, he'll be sitting before the Senate Intelligence Committee saying, I I can't exactly remember what I said because I was high on sugar. (laughs) (laughs) It's great you pulled a little Clinton accent over there. There you go. This has been a really long episode. I might have to slip this down into two, but this is great. Yoda, Yoda master, Jedi Yoda. Boom, boom, boom. We got a screen. We're in the we're in the room together, but there's a screen between us. Yeah, we're. It's great. We're, this is safe broadcasting. Safe broadcasting. We practice safe broadcasting here on Collateral Banter. All right. <laughs> Yoda, thanks, man. I I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, man. It's good to see you on number 74. You know, I got almost 10,000 listeners, man. You know, I've got to pay people almost 7,600, maybe 7,700, something like that. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's growing. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks a lot.